back on the hunt with Supernatural Season 2, Episode 9, Croatoan. I'm Chris Barris. And my name's Dan Cummins. Chris, I am so excited to talk about this one. We just got off uh, the episode in which we talked about a real person, right? Crossroad Blues, um, in which we met a young musician, Robert Johnson. This episode, though, Chris, we're going to talk about a real mystery from the very early days of America. And as we're about to talk to you, they put their own little spin to it. And as we know, this episode will have a significant impact on later seasons. So let's jump right into it. There's so much to talk about here. Yeah, this one, by the way, directed by Robert Singer. So that's always a good sign. Also, an 8.8, same as the week before. Yep. Um, I'd argue I like this one slightly better. Um, I agree. Because I really like this one. But fair rating. Aired December 7th. And uh, that's in 2006, by the way. (laughs) And this one starts because Sam's having visions of Dean killing a young man who seems to be possessed by a demon. Um, Which is a really interesting description, by the way. Just saying when you think about that description and what happens in this episode and for that reason the brothers head to Oregon to search for answers because Crater Lake Oregon apparently there's only two of these and this and and Sam sees enough to know they got to go to Crater Lake but you're talking about in this episode you're right the Croatoan virus and let's first talk about Croatoan though because if you have if you followed television this this story has been covered for him uh uh american horror story did a version of something that covers this to some extent uh and so they've covered this the idea of croatone which is literally in most essentially this idea that this entire group of people these early settlers disappeared completely and no Mm -hmm. one knows where they went um and all that was left was croatone carved into a tree that's the premise, right, for this episode. And it's fantastic what they did with it because they turn it into a virus and a critical virus, as you mentioned, for the show Supernatural, because this is one that we come back to later. Um, what is was your familiarity, by the way, Dan, with Croatoan? Because I don't know how much you were into history, but I always found this fascinating. And whether this came up on like a show, like I always I loved the idea of the mystery and the lore behind this this piece of Americana. Yeah. Yeah. I think I want to say it was sixth grade. Uh, so that's American. Uh, if you're in the UK or otherwise, probably like 11 or 12 years old when, uh, when my school district first talked about this. And I remember hearing the story, Chris, and thinking, wow, that is interesting and cool. And history can be not boring sometimes. That was like my introduction to history. And I actually quite liked history um, after that, you know, well into my high school years. So this story is one that has real intrigue and um, there have been some developments on the story in the last couple of years. They, they think they have a better idea of what actually happened, but just to lay the premise here, I have a quote from NCpedia that I'll read here, Chris Um, the lost colony of Roanoke. So Roanoke was a colony in very early America. We're talking late 1500s. A man by the name of John white ended up leaving the colony um, to uh, he left for a few months uh, August 18th, 1950, came back to the colony where his granddaughter was, was staying. And when he got back, he found that after just a few years, the entire colony had disappeared, been wiped out. I mean, not a trace of a person, no sign of struggle, really nothing. Like as if someone just, you know, Thanos snapped them away 
and they were gone. Um, and as he was inspecting the place, he he first I thought this was interesting, Chris. He first found three letters C R O carved into a tree on the shore. But as he walked up into the colony, that's where he discovered the full word Croatoan. Um, and perhaps the most interesting piece of this story, Chris, is that I guess the the colony um, they set up a secret like sign of distress, meaning if there was somebody that left the colony and had to come back and nobody was there, if there was a sign of struggle or if there was a need to uh, indicate that something bad had happened, they were supposed to have left a, a cross uh, somewhere within the colony to, to express that, uh, that urgency, right? They didn't have cell phones or emails back then. So as a way of just quickly telling somebody, Hey, something bad happened. We moved, they would set up a cross, but there was no cross to be found. So this guy, John White, all he had was a the word Croatoan to explain this disappearance. And it had been widely accepted that they had either, you know, uh, been hunted down by native people. Perhaps they left and decided to join another colony. Um, but there really isn't a great level of uh, evidence to suggest it one way or the other. So, again, we're talking about Supernatural taking a real legend from Americana and creating uh, sort of a, a solution or an explanation to fit into the narrative of Supernatural. And man, did they do a good job here. They, they, they created a virus, a demon virus, Chris. And I thought that was a really smart idea because that would explain why a colony went missing. Perhaps they all went mad, right, for up to four to six hours, got up and left, and, you know, they really wouldn't have anything to show for it. So... This story in particular is one that I, I really, really enjoy from the show. I actually wish it would have played a bigger part. I wish they would have kept with it, um, which they do to some extent, right? But I really thought that it was a strong piece of history to pull from. Um, and this episode, I mean, it, it's so great. The fact that they hide out in such a small set with just a, a few people, like you really get that intimate murder mystery vibe from this episode. And yeah, 8.8, I agree with you. I probably would have, rank this one higher maybe like 9.3 9.4 personally yeah by the way 32 hours crater lake from their last location um and that's 2500 miles so yeah they really drove out for this one they, they definitely they were on the road for a bit here um so it's fascinating we, we, we talk about that uh, the origin of this um you can certainly research this up there's some that said they've solved the mystery to it there was never anything i mean it, there's I, as I read up on it, like, there was certainly conflicting things that I was reading. So I'm not pretending to be an expert on this, yeah. but you're right. The way Supernatural twisted this story into a plot that becomes a part of a major plot later on. I, mm -hmm. I just think it's really neat. Um, the the boys, though, end up going to town, as I mentioned earlier, because Sam has this vision and his visions are all connected to the yellow eyed demon. So, you know, something's up when this happens. Right. They've always been connected. Um, and ultimately they come to find that when they start to find weird things in this town, communications cut off. You can't really call out and Sam and Dean end up pulling up in this like medical center. It, it does feel kind of like a zombie movie. At yes. That point. Yes. Um, but a very, you're right. Intimate zombie movie. Um, because they're, they're, it's a small group of people. And you've got a batch of people who are clearly turning into the bad guys in this mm -hmm. one. Um, you know, when it comes down to the fact that the doctor now starts finding traces of sulfur 
in these people's blood samples. And you start to connect these weird dots together. We find out the sulfur shows up three hours after, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's important because it doesn't show up until after. You have to turn, uh, essentially. Again, giving me that zombie feel. Right. Um, so it's really interesting that we spend so much time in a medical facility with essentially, uh, you know, the doctor and a nurse. But then when they first get there, they try to go talk to, they make the contact and figure out, okay, we got to go talk to this kid. And when they get there, they have a really weird conversation as they pretend to be marshals with this family and they suspect something's up immediately. Yeah, they, they catch him in a lie, right? I think the son comes to the door and, you know, the boys are like, hey, where are your, where's your brother? Oh, he's on a fishing trip. Oh, where is he? You know, they, they really question him and then they catch him in the lie. They, you know, he asked if his parents are home. He says, yes. But then the dad comes over and conflicts that and says, actually, our wife is, you know, grocery shopping. So already Dean, Sam and Dean understand that something is is happening here. And man, the, the dad and the son are trying to murder the mom. I mean, this this virus, it really strikes violence in regular people. And, and like you seem to lose any character that makes you you when you become infected with this thing. So that's why it's scary. One, you're violent, of course, but two, it's like, you're willing to kill your loved ones and seemingly nothing is going to shock you out of that. Like if there are sulfur traces in your blood, you're basically doomed. Right. And all it takes is blood really getting in. Like they, they're, right. they're ripping at you and their if their blood gets in yours, that's, that's it. it. Sorry. Yep. Again, that's why I make that zombie connection, I think. But it is definitely different, right? It is a demon virus. You're essentially being turned into a demon um, yep. in a very different way. Um, the the man, by the way, in question, Dwayne Tanner, who Sam saw in his vision, at one point he shows up back from his trip. Mm. And the first thing they do is they tie him in a chair. And that's when Sam's like, this is my vision. Like, yeah. what's going on here? Sam and Dean get at each other a little bit here too. And, and we see them kind of very like, you're losing your humanity over this. Like what you're just going to immediately suspect the guy. Now Dean's got good instincts in this particular scenario, as we come to learn, Mm. but when it comes down to it, we're seeing some of that, that side that again, Dean thinks he's got to be this. Yeah. And I, th- I do center part of that to the fact that Dean does feel he has to be a killer and he is a killer. He's been told he's a killer. So mm-hmm. this is his role. This is his purpose. I kill. Um, and, and there he is. He's taking that role. Now they don't kill Dwayne. Um, they, and they, he later turns out to not have the virus. Right. Um, we'll get back to him. He, he's, we're not done with our story there, but, uh, this medical facility becomes the place also where Sam, unfortunately will get infected too. And that's, what's really interesting when Sam gets infected, this is all intentional, which yeah. we come to learn, but he doesn't in the end seem impacted in the long run. He does. Well, I shouldn't say doesn't seem impacted because he does seem like he's getting sick, et cetera. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't die from this. Um, no. but before, before that happens, though, Dan, can we talk a little bit about this? The conversation between Sam and Dean, yeah. because this is a real brother brother moment that I think resonates in this episode and makes it stand out for me where you see the bottom line depression Dean is going through. He even says, I'm not sure I want to do this anymore. And that and that's in reference to hunting. Yeah. Yeah. He, he wants to hang it up once he realizes that Sam might be on the chopping block. 
right? Sam gets infected. The uh, the the sergeant, I think his was his role. The ex marine that they end up meeting, who's yep. in the bunker with them, he's ready to ice Sam. And Dean goes, "You'll be dead before you hit the floor if you even think about it." Right? So Dean waves everybody out, despite all of them saying, "Hey, man, like you can survive this. Come with us. Get out of here." Dean says, "No way. I'm going to stay here with my brother until the end." And yeah, that conversation where Sam's like, "You don't have to stay here. Like you don't need me. Go on and live your life." It's it's classic Sam, right? Because Sam has always been willing to let Dean die and like start his own life without him. We've seen Sam do that a few times, actually. Um, but Dean just doesn't have that in him, does he? Never did, never will. And, and that's that's often why I say I believe, yes, Dean is stronger in many ways, but Sam has just, just something about Sam's strength. And that's the reason why when Dean goes at a certain point, we get mm. to a point where he gets he'll get challenged. Like, what did you do? Yeah. And and, and Sam, Sam's just he's kind of tough in these scenarios. He kind of recognizes I have to continue on in these moments in a way that Dean just can't. And we see it in this moment. And it's really interesting because if you flip flop them. Yeah. You can just see that Dean is lost found Sam as much as Sam needs Dean. Dean really also needs Sam. It's yeah. just for different reasons and different in different ways. Yeah, it's all he's got, right? Sam's all Dean actually has left. Or or I should say, like, is Dean capable of meeting a nice girl and starting a family? Yes. Would he like it? Yeah. He, you know, as we see in later seasons, he does. But if he doesn't have his brother, he he just feels like he's incomplete and he'd rather just hang it up, as he says. Like, I'm okay, you getting infected, you killing me, us going out together here in this room. I'm okay with that. And it's quite telling. And at the end of this episode, we'll we'll realize why Dean's at that breaking point, right? He's like Dean is is really harboring a lot of feelings, and uh, there's a lot of weight on him just based on things that he's been entrusted with from John and from others. But luckily, the surviving group come back for them, and they say, "You guys got to come outside and check this out," because they go outside, and the mob of town people who were outside at one point trying to you know infect them. They're gone, and we go full circle with the lost colony of Roanoke because all of a sudden, the entire town is gone, disappeared. They have no idea why. They have no idea where or how fast they could have disappeared, right? I mean, we're talking a couple hours for the entire town to cross borders. Um, and lucky for Sam, they check his blood. He's immune to this damn virus. He was never infected to begin with. He he certainly was like sort of upset, right? And he looked like he was getting sick a little bit, but turns out this this virus had no chance on him and we know why. Sam is not an ordinary guy. Nope. Uh so lucky for Sam and actually perhaps not so lucky for Sam. It's pretty clear this was a hit job or a test, right? To see if Sam was in fact the chosen one. Um, yes. And it, this is the beginning of tests and yeah. it's an introduction as well to an important virus that we will see return in season five. Mm -hmm. So we're going to see this again. It will be pivotal for two, three episodes. So yeah. uh, this is something we are not done with. I'm glad they come back to this one. It makes sense. Oh yeah. And the fact is, however, that not all is done with this episode. And we do find out that Dean did have something right. Maybe we should have iced, uh, that guy mm, yeah. not because of a virus but he didn't need a virus because he was already a demon right. and he takes out the sergeant and i feel in that moment because i you come to really like this sergeant like he's so yeah, ready right. for the situation they mm -hmm. like 
he's a guy who like you almost switched around and could come back later on and be like, yeah, I'm here to fight with Sam and Dean. Like, yeah, get behind him and then they kill him. Uh, and in his, in his own truck, tragic his own truck. Like, yeah. I, I mean, it's just it is it's a bummer, right? Because I did really enjoy that character. Mm-hmm. It was one I would love to see more episodes. Yeah. But and we, we talk about those characters. Who would you like to see more? This He's not the top of my list, but he'd be on my list. In I, season I, two, certainly. Yeah. In season two. Yeah, exactly. Thinking fair for season two. Like have him come back at some point. That'd be neat. But he does this and we find out. All right. Well, he's a demon. He's mm. talking the yellow eyes. Yeah. He says, nope. He, he passed the test, basically. He yeah. did not get affected. So, all right. We know what the path we're going on. The breakdown then happens with Sam and Dean and it ends with the cliffhanger Yeah, that we, I, I forgot it was a cliffhanger. To be honest, I thought they resolved it. I didn't remember that it was a cliffhanger, but it says dad told me something. Yeah. And that's what we get. What did dad tell you? Long look from Dean that he took from his soap opera days. Clearly. Yes. But that's yeah. all I can think of. He <laughs> took this from those dramatic soap operas where yes. he came from. Um, because don't forget that's his origin. Yeah, uh, shout, and, out, shout out Jensen. <laughs> yeah, but uh, and then there we go, and we've got something to look forward to in that net next episode because of this, because mm. we now know, you know, the hammer's gonna be dropped and more information's out there. And they didn't wait too long, by the way. I'm re- pretty happy they don't wait like 15 episodes in to drop this. Like they don't yeah. let it linger too long. Yeah, there's definitely some lingering, but you know, it's it's not bad. It no, yeah. yeah. I can deal with this. The pacing from season one to season five, in my opinion, is brilliant. I mean, it's a slow burn. Um, They keep you interested in other character storylines until we get into those parallels crossing. As you said, Chris, the Dean storyline and the Sam's Dean is certainly progressing a little bit faster, but Sam's storyline ultimately is where the plot is headed. And I think they do a really great job at at marrying those two. Um, But yeah, you're right. I mean, I remember watching this the first time like as it was live and I didn't know what John said to Dean. And so that cliffhanger really was like, man, like what the hell are they about to talk about next week? You know? Yeah. So rewatching this, I, I know what they're talking about, but we have to remember that as a first time watcher, that's quite the moment. I mean, they almost both just died. They accepted they're about to both die. And we now understand why Dean feels like he's carrying the world on his shoulders because he quite literally is right. I mean, yeah. Sam could be the piece to the end of the world and Dean owns it. Yeah. Now look, this episode has some fun things. Again, we never hit on everything. If you really want to see everything, there's a lot of great sources out there for every little bit of trivia. The ones that stood out to me uh, in this particular one, besides the obvious lost colony reference. I mean, that is the big one. Uh, we got to hit on the fact that Dean says uh, for their alias, Billy Gibbons and Frank Beard were singing yes. guitarists of ZZ Top. Mm-hmm. So we got to reference that they were marshals. So role wise marshals. Um, and <laughs> there's some great references. Yeah. Good point. Night of the Living Dead didn't end pretty um, at one point, he says. And, and again, zombie referencing. Um, happening there there's an incredible hulk reference in this which i can't not mention yeah <laughs> and then there's a funny moment that i really like when uh dean goes crotoan and then sam goes yeah lost colony ring a bell dean did you ever pay attention <laughs> history class and and dean goes yeah shots heard around the world how bills become laws and sam uh, goes, that's not school that's schoolhouse rock oh uh, so uh, good uh and so great reference to schoolhouse rock which is a 
fantastic little series that, uh, you know, highlight all these educational things in a fun way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but those are some of the big things from this one. We'll see some of these folks again who are in this episode. Um, but when it comes down to it, this episode, solid, solid episode. Uh, River Grove, I did want to mention, by the way, is fictional. They're also... Uh, no towns near Crater Lake that are large enough to have their own medical clinic. So, okay, you know, but we forgive these things. It's a fictional show. Yeah. Um, but it's always nice to know when it's like a real place. So I think it's fun to call that out. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. They didn't pick Virginia, seeing as that's where the real lost colony of Roanoke was actually located. Or sorry, not Virginia. Um, North Carolina yeah. is what it is. So I was actually surprised that they went to Oregon. Um Perhaps that plays into the next episode, Chris. I'm not quite sure where the location is of the next one. But um, yeah, some really fun references. Again, the style like this is this is an episode that feels very intimate. Kudos to Robert Singer. He really wanted to make sure that the Dean and Sam dynamic and the whole, you know, what's to come is it plays an important like role in this episode. And it certainly does because of the backdrop. I, I feel like those intimate scenes are really escalated because you feel like you're in these enclosed walls with them. And I thought that really played to the emotional scenes uh, in this one. So yeah, I really enjoyed this one. I mean, talk about a great episode, right? This, this one has everything. I mean, we talked about what you and I both enjoy in a supernatural episode. For me, it hits all the boxes. It's coming off of a really great episode, uh, crossroad blues. And the next episode's great too, Chris. Like I said, we're, we're getting spoiled with these episodes season two. Can we, I look, Next episode, you can look it up. It's called Hunted. We're going to talk about it shortly. And, uh, you know, tune in for that one. Uh, we're double dipping a few in here. So you may notice two episodes here or there from us now as we, we got a few ahead. But um, let's just say one name, Gordon Walker. Gordon's back. So oh I cannot wait to talk about Gordon Walker. Yeah, he's a good one, right? And a, another character that, if you had asked me what season does Gordon Walker come in season two, like really one of the the better Hunter side characters we get in the show. He's here so early. I mean, it's, it's fantastic. Uh, looking forward to covering the next one with you here, Chris. Yes, definitely. But you know what? Unfortunately, we can only talk about this so much because we've got to get to work and watch more supernatural. Um, it's a really tough job, but I think we're, we're up to it. <laughs> so that will be it for this week, but don't worry, everybody. We will be back because After all, we've got work to do.